0: Hello, Knowledge Seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the parent's ultimate guide to understanding the intricate workings of a child's mind, the Whole Brain Child. Authored by acclaimed psychiatrist Dr. Daniel J. Siegel and clinical psychotherapist Dr. Tina Payne Bryson, this book combines their professional expertise to provide insights into child brain development. The Whole Brain Child explores how you can assist your child in integrating the diverse aspects of their brain, fostering their growth into mentally well-rounded individuals. With Dr. Siegel's affiliation to UCLA and the Mindsight Institute, and Dr. Bryson's extensive experience in child psychotherapy, and her role at St. Mark's School in Altadena, these thought leaders offer research-based strategies that translate complex neuroscience into practical and effective parenting techniques. This book is a treasure trove of valuable information, not only for parents and expectant parents, but also for anyone intrigued by the complexities of the human brain. It also serves as a useful resource for teachers and coaches guiding young minds. So, sit back and prepare to venture into the fascinating world of child psychology and neuroscience with The Whole Brain Child. The Whole Brain Child, 12 Revolutionary Strategies to Nurture Your Child's Developing Mind. Introduction. Dive into the mind. Helping your child harness the full potential of their brain. Imagine only utilizing one leg to walk when you have two perfectly good ones. Sounds irrational, doesn't it? But surprisingly, when it comes to brain usage, we, including our children, frequently limit ourselves to just a portion of our brain's potential. It's not intentional. Rather, it's a product of the uneven developmental pace of various brain functions. This inconsistency can make certain functions unfamiliar and underutilized, particularly in young children. As a parent, your challenge is to help your child unlock and understand these more obscure functions Such as reasoning abilities, integrating them seamlessly with other well used parts of their brain. That's exactly the journey we'll take together in this exploration of your child's brain, dissecting its various functions and learning practical strategies to help them operate in harmony. Join us, and we'll delve into ways to soothe your child's fear of the imaginary monster lurking in the closet, why your child's public meltdown at a fancy eatery might not be as disastrous as you think and the intriguing neurological process ignited when you try to put a name to an emotion. Part one, crafting resilient children, nurturing their brains to positively interpret life's encounters. As a new parent, you'll likely find yourself bombarded with a wave of advice on everything, from potty training techniques to selecting the safest baby cribs. Yet, there's a critical element often overlooked, How can we nourish our child's brain to equip them to process and respond to life's experiences productively? Our brains are the conductors of our lives, shaping our identities and governing our actions. And it's our experiences that mold our brains. Whenever we encounter an event, say a temper tantrum, specific neurons light up. With repetition, these neurons form robust connections. This understanding emphasizes the importance of teaching children how to grapple with their experiences, both pleasant and challenging, using their full cognitive machinery. The essence of this approach is integration. The brain is a complex ensemble of varied parts, all needing to harmonize for a child to thrive. This cornerstone principle forms the basis of the whole brain parenting philosophy. You might be wondering, how can we nurture our child towards utilizing their whole brain? The first step begins with you. Yes, you need to lead by example and harness the full potential of your brain. So, when your child is having a meltdown, instead of succumbing to anger or retreating into indifference, strive to empathize with them and unearth the root of their distress, all while keeping your own emotions in check. But to embark on the journey of whole-brain parenting, you must first understand your brain's intricate workings. Buckle up because that's exactly what we're about to explore. Part two, mastering the balance, understanding and nurturing the two diverse hemispheres of the brain. Ever tried reasoning with a toddler? If yes, you'd agree it's a near impossible task, akin to grappling with a whirlwind. The reason for this lies within the intricate design of the human brain, composed of two distinctive hemispheres, each with its own set of competencies. The left hemisphere, which develops more slowly, thrives on order, excels at language and logic, while the right hemisphere is all about the bigger picture, dealing with nonverbal cues, imagery, and emotions. Because the right hemisphere develops more rapidly, it holds sway over the logical left side until about the age of three. Hence, you're left feeling like you're hitting a brick wall when you attempt to rationalize with a two year old. However, As both hemispheres mature, becoming overly dependent on one can lead to its own set of challenges. Over-reliance on the logical left hemisphere can blind one to emotional cues, while excessive use of the right hemisphere can cause difficulties in comprehending societal norms and logic, much like a toddler. Nurturing a balanced use of both hemispheres in your child is vital. As your child turns three, you can employ two techniques to aid this process. The first strategy, connect and redirect, is to ease their irrational fears, such as a supposed monster in the closet. Begin by empathizing with their emotions to soothe their right brain and then redirect them to their logical left brain by demonstrating the absence of the monster. The second strategy, dubbed name it to tame it, involves encouraging your child to narrate their experiences and identify the accompanying emotions. This technique weaves together the language skills of the left brain with the emotional memories and thoughts of the right brain. The act of naming emotions diminishes their intensity, enabling your child to regulate their feelings better. But these two hemispheres only scratch the surface of the brain's intricate complexity. Let's plunge deeper into the labyrinth of the brain in the subsequent sections. Part 3. Unlocking the brain's full potential. Assisting your child in harnessing their higher brain functions. Imagine a scenario where your toddler is spiralling into a tantrum. Who's calling the shots? You or your child? The answer lies in striking the right balance between the higher and lower, often referred to as primitive, parts of the human brain. The primitive part of your brain regulates the basic functions that keep us alive, breathing, impulses, and potent emotions like anger. When this part steers your actions, you're prone to replicate your toddler's outburst or to impulsively blurt out something hurtful, such as telling your friend they look ugly. Enter the higher part of your brain, the cerebral cortex, acting as a counterweight. This part oversees impulse control, thinking, planning, and self-understanding. In children. The dominance of the primitive part is evident as the higher functions take longer to mature, making them susceptible to the control of the lower parts, particularly the amygdala. This tiny almond-shaped region processes emotions and can overwhelm a child's brain, triggering a surge of stress hormones and leading them to act impulsively. This can indeed lead to uncomfortable situations, but thankfully, we can equip our children with three strategies to find a balance. First, when your child misbehaves, engage them in a conversation about what triggered their anger and how they could solve the issue. By doing this, you're activating their higher brain functions instead of provoking their lower brain with punishment. Second, foster regular usage of their higher brain functions. Encourage them to make decisions and ask them to explain their actions. This not only strengthens the higher brain, but also fosters its connection with the feelings and impulses of the lower brain. Lastly, use physical exercise to calm their lower brain. For instance, if they're feeling overwhelmed by homework, a quick run around the block can help soothe their stressed lower brain and uplift their mood. Now that we've balanced the higher and lower brain functions, it's time to learn how we can guide our children to manage their memories, especially the challenging ones. Part 4 Navigating the Labyrinth of the Past Assisting Your Child Through the Maze of Memories. Has your child ever become unusually petrified in seemingly benign situations? If yes, it's possible that a negative implicit memory could be at work, steering their actions even without their conscious awareness. When we discuss memories, we often refer to the ones we can consciously recall, our explicit memories like your friend's horrified encounter with a deceased mouse in their salad. However, there's another category of memories that quietly influences us, implicit memories. These are the ones that we aren't consciously aware of, but they significantly affect our behaviour. Consider a scenario where your son had a distressing medical procedure as a child that he can't remember now. Yet, he freezes at the doorway of his school bathroom unable to move forward. His brain is unknowingly associating the mild scent of disinfectant and the checkered tiles with the hospital where he underwent the procedure, thereby triggering the anticipation of pain. Such fear can be immobilizing, but you can employ two strategies to aid your child in reshaping and managing their memories. Memories aren't set in stone and can be altered by focusing on a positive component, such as a happy conclusion. Perhaps your daughter once got lost in a supermarket but was helped by a benevolent elderly lady to find you. What if your child is unwilling to revisit a distressing memory? You could propose a technique where they narrate the memory as if they're watching a film with a remote control in their hands, allowing them the freedom to pause, fast-forward, or even skip to the comforting conclusion when the memory becomes too overwhelming. However, to modify and control their memories, your child first needs to become aware of them, and make them explicit. To aid in this process, encourage your child to discuss their experiences in detail, enabling their hippocampus, the brain's search engine, to fill in the blanks. For instance, instead of asking the generic, how was your day, try something more specific like, what did you play today? Such slight tweaks can help your child construct a detailed mental picture of their actions and solidify them in their memory. Part five, constructing a whole self, helping your child embrace the diversity of their identity. Despite being one individual, every person embodies a myriad of diverse facets like dreams, thoughts, and sensations. These different elements spring from various regions of the cerebral cortex and its surrounding regions encompassed by what we refer to as the wheel of awareness. For your child to tap into their versatility and cultivate all aspects of their personality, They need to develop an awareness of their own mind. Children can easily become entangled in a single idea or goal, such as aiming to be the fastest runner in their grade, neglecting other critical aspects of their personal development. When someone fixates on a specific part of themselves, neurons spark and foster connections in that area. So if your child consistently focuses on a single aspect of their personality, it grows at the cost of all other aspects. However, your child can gain the flexibility to shift their focus if they cultivate sight, and awareness of every facet of their personality and learn that they have the autonomy to decide where to place their focus. Here are three strategies to guide them on this journey. First, impart to your child that emotions ebb and flow naturally, with an average emotion lasting about 90 seconds. This understanding will prevent them from conflating Transient states of mind, like feeling lonely, with permanent traits, such as being a loner. Second, foster your child's awareness of their sift, the sensations, images, feelings, and thoughts that comprise their experience. Continually engage them in discussions about these aspects to reinforce that each one is equally important, guiding them to pay attention to their inner world. Finally, let your child flex their mind sight muscles by teaching them to soothe themselves and guide their attention intentionally. They could practice this by focusing solely on the surrounding sounds or visualizing a place where they feel secure. Soon, they'll be taking strides towards understanding their own minds, but grasping their own mind is just the beginning of harnessing mind sight. Part 6. Shaping Social Minds. Cultivating your child's ability to connect and empathize. Mindsight is a powerful tool, not only for integrating the disparate aspects of oneself, but also for decoding the minds of others. Our brains are intrinsically social organs, designed to adapt and evolve through interactions with fellow humans. In fact, our well being hinges on our ability to attune ourselves to other people. Our brains harbor a unique variety of neurons that facilitate our development through social interactions. The mirror, neurons. These come into action when we observe intentional behaviors in others, sparking our neurons into mirroring that behavior or evoking a similar desire. For example, you might feel a pang of thirst upon seeing someone quench theirs with a glass of water. This mechanism allows you to not only understand others' desires but also experience their feelings. As innately social organs, our brains rely heavily on interactions to remain healthy explaining why humans fare poorly in isolation. However, children are often still learning the ropes of social navigation and failing to acquire these skills early on can result in feelings of loneliness or lack of friends. That's why it's crucial to provide your child with ample opportunities to hone their social skills. The relationships a child forms with their caregivers significantly shape their capacity to empathize, communicate, seek interaction, and see themselves as part of a community. To bolster your child's social brain, infuse family life with fun. Embrace playful parenting, be goofy, and engage in games. This approach not only prepares your kids for relationships, but also demonstrates that socializing is enjoyable. As inevitable conflicts surface, leverage these instances to instill empathy in your child, asking them to put themselves in the other person's shoes. But remember, To first acknowledge your child's feelings, to avoid making them feel targeted, and point out body language to educate them about nonverbal cues. Final summary The central takeaway from this book understanding how to guide and shape your child's brain is an essential yet often overlooked aspect of parenthood. By grasping the intricacies of the whole brain, you can assist your child in weaving together the diverse parts of their mind fostering self-awareness and self-regulation. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating,